Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. The Bible is God speaking. It has two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The opening words of the New Testament begin with a look at the generation or genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. These 17 verses with hard-to-pronounce names reveal the humanity of our Savior Christ. And this will surprise you, enlighten you, but most of all draw you to this most wonderful person in the universe. Francis Ball has joined us as we begin the life study of Matthew. Francis, I think this is going to be a very fresh, a very unique look at a book that uh, many people think they probably know already. Well, that's true. Many people think they know this book already. It is something like uh, Paul said about himself in 2 Corinthians, unknown yet well-known. Many people think they well know the book of Matthew, but I think we'll find out that uh, there's in for a real enlightening to see what's especially in these, these opening words of the message today. Francis, the first 17 verses of Matthew, which also mean, of course, that these are the first 17 verses in the New Testament, are probably the least focused on, perhaps in the whole Bible, I think. I would guess that even serious Christians either skip these altogether or at best maybe just skim over them. But it doesn't seem logical that the Lord would begin such a vital element of the divine revelation with something that wasn't meaningful, does it? No, it certainly doesn't. You're absolutely right. And uh, since we're dealing with the Word of God, uh, which every word is God-breathed, we must pay close attention to how the New Testament opens. And I have to confess, in my experience, for a long time, I just skimmed over these verses and I didn't even put the book of Matthew in its right order for my reading. I started out with one of the other Gospels. But I found out that uh, by these messages that there is so much here, not only uh, very enlightening, but also very life-giving. And if we have this realization and listen to this message, we'll be in awe at the explanation of these verses these first 17 verses, and see them in a way we never saw them applied before. Oh, of course, we have the genealogy with all of these names of the historical figures of the Old Testament. All will end up revealing something to us of Christ. Let's join the life study of Matthew. Here's Witness Lee with message number one. Don't forget this. In any kind of writing, the opening word is important. And the closing word it's also important. But I do know many Christians, when they come to New Testament, they would skip over. They don't like to start from verse 1 of Matthew, chapter 1, surely they would say, let us read verse 18. 
they just skip over. It seems it would be so good that in their New Testament, there would be not such a paragraph. But thank God, there is such a rich portion of the word. The Bible is a book of life. And this life is nothing less than a living person, which is Christ. So, in the Old Testament, we do have a kind of portrait of Christ. But, it was portrayed in a way of prediction. That means, the Old Testament said something about a coming Christ. It said something about when that will come. And now, in the New Testament, the one predicted has come. So the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Saint Augustine, he had a good word that says, the New Testament is contained in the Old. And the Old Testament is expressed in the New. So you see, really the two testaments are actually just one in one person, who is our life. This person is too wonderful. Too wonderful. He is both God and man. He has humanity as well as divinity. He is the mingling of God with man. And he was a man, yet he was actually God. And he is the king, and at the same time, he is a bound slave. Wonderful. It's wonderful. As to his words, no human being had ever spoken something so profound, yet so clear. He said, I am the bread of life. What is this? I am the light of the world. We have Plato in Greece, and we have Confucius in China. Those were great philosophers. Not one of them could ever say, I am the light of the world. And no one can say, I am the life, and I am the way, and I am the reality. Simple word, plain word, short sentences, yet so profound, too great. Francis, that's a tremendous section. Uh, seemingly simple words, but who can say what he is? That's right. That is tremendous. This genealogy of the Lord Jesus, uh, Francis, in Matthew and Luke reveals the genealogy of the most wonderful person in the universe. There really is no way to compare him to any other person that's ever lived, is there? No, absolutely not. Who could ever make the statements that the Lord Jesus made? No philosopher who is just speculating about the meaning of life could ever say, I am the life. This is marvelous. I mean, this person is beyond anybody's imagination, so he had to come to us by way of revelation. 
And I do thank the Lord for the Bible. And particularly now, I thank the Lord for this book of Matthew. And to open up to us something of the beginning of the revelation concerning this wonderful person after he actually came to the earth. Francis, we're going to uh, pick up this uh, point in this coming section that there are four Gospels uh, that all chronicle and reveal Christ, but only two that include a genealogy, and they're not identical. They're both the genealogy of the same person, but they're done in a different fashion. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The New Testament is not too big a book. Yet, at the very beginning, the New Testament has four books telling us the life of Christ. Four biographies of one person. Do you know, all of us has four sides. I have four sides. You know this, the front and the back and the right and the left. Why we have four Gospels? Because Christ at least has four main aspects. My, from the front, you look at Christ, he is like that. From the rear, from the back, you look at him, he is like something else. From the red side, he is the third one. From the left side, he is the fourth one. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ is great. Christ has many aspects. Christ is insertably rich. And we all have to realize these biographies were written by different people. Four different categories of peoples. Matthew was a tax collector. Mark was a little man. And Luke was a physician. And he was a gentle. And John was firstly a little fisher. You see, all different kinds of peoples wrote something about the same one Christ. Well, why among the four Gospels only two have a genealogy? Matthew has one, Luke has one, but Mark doesn't have one. And John doesn't have one either. Why? Matthew tells us that Jesus is the proper descendant of a royal family. He's the proper royal descendant. He is the proper, the legal heir of the royal throne. For such a person, surely there is the need of a genealogy. For such a royal heir of the royal throne, there is the need of a book of generation. And for a proper man, there is also the need of a proper genealogy. You know, in Matthew, Jesus was revealed as the royal heir of David. So, there is the need of such a book of genealogy. And in Luke, he is shown as a proper man. He is a normal man. 
his amen on the normal level. So he needs a proper genealogy. But in Mark, he was mentioned as a slave, a bound slave, one that has been sold in slavery. I don't think for a slavery man there is the need of a genealogy. So Mark doesn't have anyone. Then how about John? John tells us he was God. That was his origin. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. With him there was no beginning. There was no parent. There was no beginning of life, no ending of life. And he was still eternal. In the beginning, he was God. So, for him to talk about genealogy, it is a joke. Now you understand why you have four Gospels, only two genealogies. Well, Francis, this is really interesting. Uh, everyone realizes there are four Gospels. Uh, actually, maybe you could touch a couple of points here. Number one, uh, just to uh, reiterate this point, make it clear as to why only two of the four Gospels give us a genealogy of Christ. But also, it may be new to many people that these four Gospels actually reveal different aspects of the Lord Jesus as well. Maybe you could touch that as, uh, as you're on your way. Well, it's quite marvelous that uh these four Gospels would be written because they're from four different standpoints or four different views of this one wonderful person. I don't think uh, other people need four biographies of their life, but certainly the Lord Jesus needs these four biographies. You even take uh, myself. If you look at me from the front, you see uh, several holes in my face. But if you look at me from the side, you see uh, just one little hole. And if you look at from the back, all the holes disappear. So to get a picture of a human being, you need four views of him. And of course, these four views in the Gospels are of Christ himself and from four different standpoints. As the king, he's revealed in Matthew. And as a slave, as Brother Lee mentioned, he's revealed in Mark. And as a proper man, he's revealed in Luke. And then, of course, as God, he's revealed in John. But as Brother Lee brought out here, there's no need for a genealogy of a slave. And really, there's really no need for a genealogy of one who is God. He said even that's a joke. But I think we realize that uh, there is a need for showing that Christ is a descendant of a royal line that puts him in line as the king of kings. And then also, as a proper man, we need a genealogy to see just where he came from in his humanity. So we have these two, Matthew and Luke, giving us a genealogy, but uh, we don't have any genealogy in the Bible of Mark and John. I think this is quite clear today. So if we see this, we'll realize there's really a marvelous revelation of the Bible concerning this wonderful person in these four aspects. Francis, uh, in our final section today, we're going to look at the very first verse in Matthew, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David and the son of Abraham. 
these two phrases we're going to see very significant, very meaningful as we begin this genealogy of the most wonderful person. Let's go back again to Witness Lee. Now, we come to the first genealogy of Jesus. The New Testament in Matthew doesn't say the genealogy of Jesus. But it says the book of the generations of Jesus. Well, the book of generation is their genealogy. In this genealogy, you have the son of David and you have the son of Abraham. In the Bible, I mean the Old Testament, there was a clear prophecy that Jesus will be the son of Abraham. You know, Isaac was a full type of Jesus. What Isaac did? With him, there are two main points. Number one, he was offered to God unto death. And he was resurrected. Number two, Isaac got a bride. Offered unto death and resurrected and got a bride. This was a type of Christ. Christ, as the promised one, also was offered unto death. And he was also resurrected. And after his resurrection, now he's going to get his bride. And one day, that old man will bring the bride to him. You know who is that old man. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. That old man, the Holy Spirit, will bring this spiritual, divine, heavenly Rebecca to the heavenly Isaac. Then the son of David. The son of David was Solomon. Solomon was also a type of Christ. And what was the main aspect of Solomon being the type of Christ? It was also of two main points. Number one, according to the Bible, Solomon was the one that spoke the word wisdom. Jesus, as the son of David, he, number one, spoke the words of wisdom. And number two, he built up God's temple. The son of Abraham eventually got the bride and the son of David eventually built up the temple and we all have to know the bride will be just the temple and the temple is just the bride this is why in the book of generation of Jesus it says that Jesus Christ is the son of David as well as the son of Abraham Oh, Francis, uh, uh, what a tremendous beginning to the life study of Matthew. Uh, This has really been enjoyable listening to uh, this speaking. It's significant, as we mentioned a while ago, and as he pointed out, the first words of any book are always meaningful. At least they should be if uh, the author has much hope of people reading the rest of it. And the very first verse of the New Testament begins with the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. These two phrases, Francis, the son of David, the son of Abraham, are full of meaning. 
What do we see about these two sons, Isaac and Solomon, that typify something of Christ? Well, I agree with you. This is marvelous. This is a marvelous realization that there is such a significance to introducing the genealogy or the generation of Jesus Christ by mentioning these two persons in the Old Testament, the son of Abraham and the son of David. Actually, the book does say in its uh, identifying Jesus with Abraham and David, it mentions David first. But if we take the son of Abraham, I think that would be easier for us to see and explain the significance of these two being marked out in this genealogy or this generation record. Abraham had a son, Isaac. Isaac was clearly a type of Christ because he was the one who was delivered up to death and then came out in resurrection. So this is certainly a type of Christ as the one who died and rose again. Not only that, but Isaac is the one who received a bride. You know, Rebecca was brought to him, right? brought by what Brother Lee called that old man right. who's the Holy Spirit. He was brought to, uh, to Isaac, and he received the bride. So this is a marvelous picture because Christ is the one who went through death and resurrection and also will receive the bride. And then if you go on to see him as the son of David, the son of David, of course, is Solomon, the one that's referred to here. And there are these two points very clear that he was the one who spoke words of wisdom. And certainly the Lord Jesus was that kind of person. People said of him, never man spake like this man. And he had more than the wisdom of Solomon. So when we see that this also is a type of Christ, then we realize what did Solomon do that makes him such a marvelous type of Christ? Well, he built the temple. He built God's temple. And the Lord Jesus Christ, after his death and resurrection, is the one who builds the temple. And that temple, ultimately, we see, is really the bride. So when we get to Revelation, we see that the bride is the temple and the temple is the bride. So these two persons, Isaac and Solomon, are marvelous Old Testament types of Christ in his death, resurrection, wisdom, and the building up of the temple. The Lord Jesus said, I will build my church. This church ultimately becomes the temple in Revelation which is uh, built by the Lord Jesus himself. Isn't that marvelous? It is really marvelous. Oh, I'm really anticipating this life study of Matthew. It's uh, a marvelous unveiling of a book, as we talked early on, that uh, maybe you think you know, but uh, we really, none of us really fully know this book, The Gospel of the Kingdom. That's right. So I think if we open up and keep tuned up, we'll see a lot of revelation concerning this wonderful person. Well, as we get farther along into these uh, names in the first part of the genealogy, uh, our listeners are going to be very surprised at all that's here. The life study messages for Matthew are also bound in volumes, and we talk about this at the end of most of our programs. Volume number one of Matthew contains 12 messages, and we've made these available uh, especially for our radio listeners, so contact us and we'll give you information about that. Or if you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. We realize that your day is busy, uh, and it takes an effort to take the time to dial us or write to us, but it does mean a great deal, and we very, very much encourage you to call or write to us with your comments. We'd love to talk with you. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 
888-528-92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. And for Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org epublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and EPUB formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org epublications. Thanks for listening today. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God, and the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man, and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.